Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Zone 607. We are the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. That's right. We are coming to you from beautiful, sunny, gorgeous, balmy Binghamton, New York on this wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I'm Mike C. I'm so happy to be in the 8122 production studios. And with me, as always, are the co-hosts, the guys that get me through this, the guys that make this happen. First off... This guy, let me tell you something, he's so rich, he owns the country, the beautiful country of the Banana Republic. He's rich. That's right. Get down the boat, the banana boat. There you go. That is the national anthem, by the way, of the Banana Republic. Just that so that is right. Really? That yes, is right. it is. No. Uh, followed by our also our na- other national song we kind of imported from Mexico, and that is La Cucaracha. Yes. And Deo, the banana song. Oh, yes. Banana the, boat song. Deo. Yeah. He said, hey, he said, hey, he said, hey. By the way, he our national, him, our national symbol is the Chiquita banana lady. Yeah. That's our national symbol. She's on all, all of true? our currency. This is actually this is absolutely true. 100% you can find true. This, you can, can find Wikipedia. this on Wikipedia. Wiki, Wikia right now, you'll find it. Yeah, it well, never lies. It doesn't lie. <laughs> I think it's it's got its own IMDb Guess what, page by the way, f- fun fact, our former president was the lady who used to do the, the, the late night talk shows where she was like, call the number to cause, don't lie, Miss Cleo. Oh, Miss Cleo. Cleo. God rest her soul. our president at one point here. juncture. No. Yes. Yeah. Miss Cleo. Get out of town. No, exactly. No, I can't. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot get the fuck out. Go, go back right to the fucking. Go back to. Uh, God rest her soul. Yes, I know. You know. Uh, was it Beverly Hills? Beverly Hills Cop Three. I cannot get the fuck out. <laughs> there it is. Well, also with us in studio each and every week when he feels like showing up. Ironically enough, he actually thinks the Banana Republic is a fruit, but he is the smartest man in all of horror podcasting. He's Professor Tinklefist. Well, hello. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> Professor Tinklefist, it's did been you an education really, today. Did yeah. you did you really think the Banana Republic was a real place? He, he thought it was actually. A, Do you a know fruit, what a Banana a Republic is? Yes. What is a Banana <laughs> Republic? You act like I'm it's not going to ask it's you. It's a store where you buy clothes. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do you know what? Would you know what a Banana Republic truly is? Uh, yeah, it's well, a fruit. Yeah, it's a no. No, it's not. It grows a fruit. on trees. It's fruit. It's, it's a yellow. country that specializes in importing and exporting bananas. No, no it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy, uh, we're off and running, everybody. You can, you can tell he's the professor of horror, thankfully, <laughs> and and also of English. Not, I want to take a class with of, you. Can you please go back to teaching? Not of oh history. yeah, yeah. I really want to be in your class. By the way, for for all I, of our for all of our people at home, if you do not know what a banana republic is, that is when you replace a leader of a country with an evil dictator. You overthrow their country and you turn it into a banana republic. Oh, I knew that. We did that all throughout South America as <laughs> United States. Just, that's what honestly, I was just going to say. Honestly, I thought it was a store. I, I, I looked at the shirt that I put oh on my here God, to come in and I was really, like, I got to talk about this. This is you good. guys. You guys really thought that it was just the store? Huh? I knew. I, I knew there was. Some, I knew there was. Yeah, so, it was a serious thing. So, but I didn't know what it. Exactly I didn't know it was so sinister. 
sister. <laughs> yeah. the, the U.S. had this policy at one point in juncture when there was leaders of countries, especially like in the Caribbean and in South America, who did not want to do business with us. Yes. We would overthrow their leadership and then imply a dictator that wanted to do business with us. So they called them banana republics because a lot of those countries have in common that they grow bananas. Oh. Yeah. So therefore, well, I was kind of right. Banana. Yeah, you were yeah. close. In a way. And, and then the store was a fruit. Ready for this? I then got, the store was named after that. I got like wow. 2% of the entire truth. No, no, wonder they, no wonder they left our area. I think they got canceled. Nah, I don't the think that's why. Republics? I think they just didn't make any money. Because let's be honest, in this area, whew, it's tough. I bought everything I own there. It's, I'm pretty sure you did. Mike, once you find one thing you like, you just go all in on it. That's I really why. do. You're not, you're not one of those people that's adventurous like the rest of us. No, like, I'm, I'm I wear safe, Banana Republic now. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's all he wears. Very conservative. I mean, currently I'm wearing a uh, Parlay Club shirt. So Ooh. I'm repping our friends Ooh. over the ODPH. I got to get me one of those. So you just go on to T Public, their T Public store. The I ODP. should do that. Go to the ODP. ODPH pod a ODPH podcast.com now he changed the fucking website it used to be you can go to ochoduroparleyhour.com as well it still will direct you there but it is now the ODPH podcast.com oh well yeah good plug guys I, I, I'm, I'm plugging our friends <laughs> right getting, here in Binghamton, no, that was New a good York. one though right here uh, in sunny Binghamton New York it yeah good. it's beautiful out isn't it guys oh absolutely oh, let me no, tell you I had a three hour drive day. this morning the whole way it poured it was fun it yeah. was fun well, Mike C., I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad that you had a blast. I'm glad that you were out of town. It's been a crazy but weather week. we have a gigantic show today. You, we have yeah, we some amazing news. It. And then, of course, we're finishing out Mike Flanagan May, fucking super strong, as we review the best. I, I think we all agree on that. I don't think we're the best Mike Flanagan film. Doctor Sleep. So. Coming it's up, up there. And that'll be in the second half of the show during the Horror Zone 607, talking some horror. Yeah. But before we do all that before it's gonna be horror zone news time so mike c i do believe you have some news for us are we gonna kick it off with the music this week no because i don't have any music in the, in oh, the thing this week why because the professor didn't make it no well no it has nothing to do with the professor it has to do with i'm a busy man <laughs> the professor was supposed to make us news music well the professor you, was busy with it? the lone rangers do the flanagan song again well joking no we don't have to do that well i'll do it if i please if you please not, if you will. Not, not right now, we're not doing that second. Yes, right. All right, right well, enough is enough. Way. Let's get going with the get news. Get to the news. So uh, the first news story that I got for you this week, the Hellraiser remake. Now, we haven't really heard much about this in a while, but it was back in the news this week because it has been acquired by Hulu, the streaming service. We're trying yes. to make them waves, baby. That's exciting. I. Uh, I doesn't sound uh, like it's going to theaters, so it's going to be another, uh, another direct to... Well, that, can't, that doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing these days. No, Going to streaming services time, is pretty so. is pretty uh, good now. Yeah. And the stream wars are real, man. I feel like a lot of times you're going to end up going to the places that you don't want to go. And a lot of people don't want to go to the theater right now. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm good with going to the theater. Don't worry about no, that. I went, I'm in. I went to Quiet Place 2 and uh, had a great, great time. Now, you um, said that it was uh, like 32.7% quieter. No, it was... F or less quiet. It was 50% less quiet. It was 50% louder. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that this week. We are going to talk about that because we got numbers in from the box office, but we're not going to get to that oh. just yet. <laughs> okay, what do we got next? The ox office. The ox office. The ox office. And trust me, that was you, not... It's been a long day. I'm lucky that, I'm awake uh, right I want to point uh, out, that was not something that we did in editing. It's been a lazy day. That is something he just did. Yeah. yeah. It's Sunday life. when we're recording but, uh, this. Uh, I... Uh, I haven't slept since Thursday. Let's let's just put it that way. Got, we're lucky that I'm here. I'm kind of like propped up a, against this microphone. Yeah. You know? I feel a, a little bit week. like yeah. I can, we all kind of feel a little bit like uh, like uh, Bernie 
Yeah. Bernie Sanders or whatever his name was. Weekend with Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Weekend with Bernie Sanders. Weekend with Bernie Sanders. Escape Room 2 news. We got Escape Room 2 news. Uh, two pieces of information we got for you. First of all, we got an official title for this movie. It's not going to be called Escape Room 2. No, 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 it is not. It is going to be called Escape Room Tournament of Champions. What do we think Tournament of that? of Champions. As long as they say it like the professor just said it, I'm in. Yeah. Like... like like um, Shao Tsung and or what? What's the Shang Tsung? Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal yes. Kombat. Shang Tsung, Shao Tsung, Shao Tsung. Wow, Shao, you guys are blah, all blah, over blah, the place blah. today. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's and I brain thought, farts abound. And I thought people. I and I thought I was the one that uh, was You're feeling so good. Far I'm not even away. sure I'm here actually. So, <laughs> anyways, with that being said, well, though, no, that. Yeah. I think escape. I think escape room tournament of uh, champions is a pretty good idea. Obviously, it lends itself to tell you exactly what it is, but then they followed it up with a trailer, anyways. Yeah, that was yeah. the other part of this. Is we did get the first trailer, and I just want to start by saying, don't watch this trailer. Yeah. Don't do it. We did, and we'll tell you why. This is basically the entire movie. Yeah. Well, the, just save me in some a minute money. and a half. Trailers these days. Um, I I try to stop myself before the end of them because like i get into it and i'm like oh cool trailer i'm excited and then it shows absolutely everything you get but every story beat some of you them do that yes single... but i mean this one was probably the worst case of that yeah. i've ever seen nope. it was nonstop. the entire everything yeah, it shows all get... the deaths and everything yeah no you know exactly what's happening it's everything it's, well listen uh, they had to get you in the door somehow well should i talk about any of it? Like, they could have shown the some, some, of the setup, should, some of the setups for some of those uh, games and stuff. Well, it would have been great if awesome. we didn't see it already. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I'm still gonna go see it. Well, maybe they'll bait and switch us. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll go in. And it'll so. be like it'll be like Alice in Wonderland. Because I'll tell you right now, according to what we were gonna see when they basically show a scene where it says we're the last two, one of the original people, both of the original survivors, like survivors of the, the original movie, are back. Yeah. One of them was not there when, <laughs> when they were saying, well, we're the final two. Yeah, that might so, be that might be a whole... I hope that that's... Cause, Hopefully they pulled a Marvel trick. That kind of happened trick. in the first one a little they, bit, too. They there really, kind of trick there, it but. really did seem like they were giving you the whole movie, though. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to, if you've not, if you've already seen the trailer or want to watch the trailer, I would say go ahead and uh, do that. If you really want it spoiled, well, I mean, there, there was a lot of spoilers. But then again, they could have been just fucking with us. Usually, you're safe with the first trailer of a movie. Usually, that's like kind of the teaser one, maybe two minutes long at most, and you get some cool stuff, but you don't get the whole movie. Like Man. like Kong vs Godzilla, for example. Like the first trailer set up, you know, this is going to be a. Uh, blending of you know uh kong skull island and the godzilla movies and then more and more of the second trailer than the final trailer the final trailers give away everything yeah i like never they, watched those they revealed mecha yeah, God, I've, like, I've noticed that a lot of the early trailers not for that movie in particular but a lot of early trailers for stuff are giving away a lot well, of things they too, are so. that's that's yeah that's, that's a problem the trend now that is the problem because we knew that from the past. That's why sometimes, if you really want to see a movie, it's always like, "Do not watch the second and third trailer. Yeah. Watch the first one because it's just a teaser." Now, eesh, all bets are off. Yeah, you unless you're know. Marvel and you're doing the Eternals, and then we still don't know what the fuck is going on because they didn't show us nothing. Yeah, right. Here's one other issue I've got with this whole tournament of champions business. It's kind of like last the last two weeks. I, I occasionally I like trivia, so I've been watching Jeopardy for the last few months. There's been nothing else. I've watched everything that there is that's ever been made. So I've been watching Jeopardy every night, and they had the Tournament of Champions on, and it's like 
when you got all these former champions and every night you got this person that won like five weeks in a row somewhere over the last year and he finishes with negative $45,000 and doesn't even get to participate in Final Jeopardy. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. You're going to have these people that apparently had these stories and they were the tough ones and they're getting eliminated like they're nothing. Yeah. So you know I don't what, know though? about That's that. That's fine. That's fine because this is this is what happens when you get all the alphas together. Yeah. That's the whole fucking point. That's the point of a tournament. That's the point of like qualifying for a tournament. tournament. Shouldn't they champions. all survive though? No. Shouldn't there be more than no. one or two survivors? You know why? Because there can only be one. This is like fucking Highlander, man. This is like <laughs> Saw meets Mortal Kombat meets Highlander. Yeah. There huh. can only be one. And if they if they run the storyline that this is all aliens doing and somebody becomes the new uh, Duncan McCloud, that's okay with me. I'm oh, good with it. You think there's going to be aliens behind this whole thing? Maybe. So you're going Maybe. full throttle Highlander too? Fuck yeah, man! We're going in. Sean <laughs> like Connery's going to come. Sean Connery did a fucking cameo for this. Watch <laughs> everything I'm saying is a <laughs> lie right now. It's I'm just last, joking. The last footage of him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's just like I can't believe you bastards put me in this movie. <laughs> I thought I was retired. Never I, mind. I can't do. I can't, I can't do, do a Connery. Scottish accent. So I'm. Back. I'm playing a Scottish. There you there go. You go. All right, moving on now. Uh, before the show, when we discussed our notes, um, the guys informed me that this next piece is not horror-related, but I got it from a horror movie site. It scared you. It scared, it scared me. You. I'm just, just, <laughs> if just we're thinking talking about, about the 1970 version. The 19, what, 71? Something like that? Uh, yeah, oh, early the, 70s. The, the, the yeah, it was like 71. The Charlie, the Willy yeah. Wonka and the Charlie Factory. Willy Wonka, which, you know, there's some there's some scary <laughs> stuff in that movie. And even the remake. The riverboat scene. The when, riverboat when, scene. When uh, Gene Wilder's going crazy. Me. I just want to say, bow That's to my crazy. superiority. I guess 1971 correct. Nice. Good. So we know now. So uh, now I don't know exactly where this is going with this, but um, there is a new Willy Wonka prequel in the works, and it's going to star somebody that the guys know, and I, I've never heard of him. Uh, I must be in a bunch of movies that I've just never seen. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, who yeah. was in Dune. He, well, he's going to be in he's Dune. He's going to be. This yeah. summer he stars, he is the I thought that star came out like role 17, of Dune, so. I thought that yeah. came out like 17 months ago. Well, he no, was in that, was uh, he was in Little Women and yes. uh, Call Me By Your Name. Well, um, he's going to be. Dude, the he's actually the, a super good, he's a yeah. super good actor, and he looks the part of a young Willy Wonka, in my opinion. If you're going with the 71 Gene Wilder. Yeah. No, yeah. I could see him lineage, and I kind of hope they do because the remake was just god awful. No, well, the god remake, awful. the remake. The only person that we found out liked the remake, we found out this past week on uh, the Three FN show when we talked about this story, and that was Ron. Ron that, enjoys Charlie and the Chocolate well, Factory, but that's for obvious reasons. So we love you, Ron. So like the, I, I mean, <laughs> I would count this as horror news. Um, Roald Dahl, uh, the guy who wrote all the books like uh, the Witches and um, even um, Matilda and stuff like that. That there's always kind of like a cr- creepy. Horror well, element. He's, he's got like a oh, yeah, the snozberries and, definitely tasted like snozberries. Well, and I can tell you, snozberries. What happens to good. the kids in uh, in in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka and the uh, Charlie Fa- yeah, Chocolate pretty, Factory? Pretty wow, awful. You keep um, it's that. pretty awful. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I will say this, and he's so nonchalantly like, oh yeah, they're you know yeah, maybe this, dead. Who knows? The seventy-one version is creepy. Yeah. The 71 version, I would say, is a close to a horror film because we have that tunnel ride. You yep. have the when the kids die, it's even more creepier because and it was a lot closer to the Willie, book than because Willy Wonka, was too. yeah, Willy Wonka in that movie played by Gene Wilder expertly is like literally looks like what you would assume a serial killer is. Yep. He's just like, oh, okay, my cleanup crew, which is Oompa Loompas, which are freaky on their own. Yeah, ask Diesel, it gives him nightmare fuel. <laughs> uh, but you know. They they come in and they just clean up dead bodies. That's what they fucking. That's what the Oompa Loompas yeah, do. The that's cleaners. their job. They are the cleaners. 
Well, the new movie is going to be called Wonka. Just simply Wonka. Uh, it, as, Wonka, you know, Wonka, it's, Wonka. Yeah, it's going to be telling an original, an origin. Thank you for that. You got me all thrown off again here. Uh, I, I already can't complete a sentence today. Wonka, <laughs> it, it, is, it is the origin story. It of is going to be the origin story of the famous character. And uh, it's set to be directed by... I, I, obviously, this is a horror king, if I've ever heard Icon one. of horror. Yeah, Paddington director, Paul King. Yeah. Well, and Pat- we found out also before the show that the professor is a huge fan of Paddington. Well, no, and they're Paddington good movies. Too. Yeah, they like, are like good. Seven mo- times they're a really week good he movies. There's actually a news item um, on like Joe Blow about how Paddington just lost its 100% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Someone so somebody da- was a- someone downvoted it to get to lose its 100%. So some bullshit right now. They did it on purpose. Yeah. yeah. No, those movies are excellent. Um, he's a good director. Um, him doing a rolled doll story or like some variation of one is exciting. But I will want to go back to snozberries. You do know what snozberries are, right? All I know is they taste like snozberries. So they come from snozberry republic. So people, people who don't know this, Raul Dahl <laughs> didn't just write kids books. He wrote what would be considered like pornographic books as well. Oh. Like they were adult novels. Like they were romantic novels, but they were very pornographic. So when he was coming up with the name, I do believe it was for the. Uh, well, the, the thing that men do when we finish, oh, he called it in that book Snozberries and then reused it oh boy. for Willy Wonka. So if you really think about it, Snozberries tastes like Snozberries. Yikes. Eee. And when you say what men do when they finish, you mean take a nap? Uh, absolutely. Yes. yes. Absolutely, Mikey. <laughs> we'll let him live in that world. Yeah. All right, so moving on, uh, Paramount. Now, this is big news. I was going to leave this off this week, and Rich absolutely put his foot down. He doesn't usually do that. He put his foot down and said, no, we have to have this in here. This is huge, huge, huge news. Paramount is set to release yet another Friday the 13th Blu-ray box set on August 10th, and this one will contain the first eight movies only. Ka-ching. Okay, because that's all they own is the first eight. So ready for this? That's true. Yes, that's correct. I'm going to say it. This is so exciting. This is so monumental. This is such great news. I only have three words, three words to tell you how excited I am. Those three words? Fuck Sean Cunningham. Yeah. That is right. Instead of getting a new movie, we were getting <laughs> money dumped into fucking yet another Blu-ray connection, collection Sorry, that is not offering anything new from any other fucking collection out that's there. That's correct. As a yeah, matter of fact, correct. they're offering you less movies because the last Blu-ray set was the definitive one where they came, where New Line and Paramount came together and it was every fucking film. Yes. Plus yeah. the full documentary of uh, uh, Crystal Lake Memoirs, plus a ton of bonus stuff because I own that one. The reason I bought it was because it was super fucking complete. Yeah. By the way, you know what I did instead of spending $195,000 on that? <laughs> I watched the outtakes, which is the only thing I wanted to see. The, like the, the deleted scenes, I watched them on YouTube for free. Yeah. Well, you know what? I so. just like the flashy box. Okay, fuck yeah. you. And by the way, I you know love what? packaging. You know, you know what? I, you know what? I, you know what? I paid for it. I paid a whole whopping thirty-five dollars. Wow. At Walmart, you know why? Because it was mislabeled. Really? I got lucky. It was on sale for fifty or sixty. My wife was like, "Okay, I'll buy it for you." So then I, when they rang me out, when I was like, I was like, wow, that's a lot cheaper. Like, not because we bought other things. I'm like, that's a lot cheaper. I thought when I looked, it rang out for 25 bucks. Wow. The entire box set. But it was on sale. It was about two or three years after that that, that version came out. That's now out of print, I imagine. Or is it still available? I, I think you'll know. probably still find it. You can probably still find it. Probably go on to Amazon and find it. 
That last one was like 150 bucks. Oh, uh, the one that more. I the one that I bought that one when it first came out was I right around 200. I think it was like 180 when it first came out. By the time I bought it, it was like three years later. And like I said, and that it was, was two on months sale. after the previous one. I would assume. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a new one. There was a new <laughs> one that just had come out then. Right. Yeah. Fuck. Of course. And then there was the Walmart exclusive version, which was in separate packaging. It was four movies per package. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No. It was pretty bad. Well, <laughs> Nothing extra. Yeah. The Walmart ulti- made it themselves. The ultimate collections. 110 bucks. Yeah. yeah. It's cheaper now. It was like when it first came out, it was close to 200, but you get a lot. You get literally, you get every movie in the series. Plus there's the crystal Lake memoirs. Plus every DVD has a shit ton of extras. You can watch the extras online, but there's a bunch of extras. There's some that weren't on there. You had alternate endings of some of the movies that had alternate endings that you didn't fucking know there was alternate endings for like, Oh God, they did this. Oh yeah. You get the famous one from, uh, what is it? Uh, part four. Oh, yeah, yeah. The alternate ending for four, and you get the Uh, other famous one from part three, the rapey one. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because remember, there's a rapey one. I never saw that. Oh, you never saw that? So there's one where Jason... Is is not hanging in a barn at the end. He's he's he. It's not just a dream. She's like he comes out of the house and he hunts her down again, and she's like in rape formation. Mm. And yeah, wow, yeah. It's a really weird fucking. They're like. What the fuck? They did that instead of the mom coming out. I remember at the end of three. She Probably would have been better like, than what we got. Oh, it's so bad. Honestly, let's, let's just talk about it for one second before we move on. I was wondering, now, I like part three a lot. I didn't like it back in the day. I, I do like it a lot more now. It's one of my favorites in the series. Chris didn't even know who Jason was. She knew that she was attacked by a de- like a deformed man in the woods. She didn't know that that was Jason. I was gonna say, she never mentions Jason. Professor. So how would she know who his mother is to have that delusion? Yeah. Do you remember the uh, Do you remember the subplot of the rapiness of of three? That Jason uh, it, was, it looked like Jason had attacked and raped her. She yeah, talks I, about it when no. she's out with Rick. It's, Rick, Rick, Rick. It's been a It's been a while, but I I mean, yeah. There's there's definitely some unsettling. Uh, yeah. Well, there's an ending to that subtext. movie that adds to that, which is really bad. <laughs> and they chose to go with a better ending. Oh huh? wow. Well. Yeah, I did not know about the other ending. Um. I you know yeah, I didn't part, know about that ending. Part two is there was a scene where my Chris gets killed in one of them. There's, yes, there's there's a couple different. Endings, I think she gets the. Axe. But there's there's uh there's that's the ending that a lot of people talk about on the internet, and then they had released it with that set. Wow. Like oh it yeah, does I did exist. Not know that. And wow. then the four the 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 fourth one uh, has that alternate ending where the mom where they show the mom being dead. No. Uh, the, toward, towards the end, you know how like they don't they just like leave it up there like oh you just never see her again in the in the theatrical cut. Yeah. Oh you see her again in this cut. Yeah. And it's the next day. It's like when they wake up and right before it cuts and it's She's like in a gorgeous yeah, yeah, remember yeah. remember it's a yeah. gorgeous that day. That I knew about. Remember I've seen a, that. Yeah exactly. It's a gorgeous day out yep. and everything. And then she goes upstairs and sees her dead mother and that's how the movie ends. Yeah. You're like oh fuck. Yeah. Because yeah. they can't have the they, they were trying to get the shock ending. But then they decided fuck it it was supposed to be the last one so let's go off in the nice sunny sunset like it's a nice day little known fact too part seven of that series kind of as the movie goes on the scene where like all the the neighboring kids not tina's house but the one right across where all like the the kids are partying and stuff the interiors of that upstairs are actually the jarvis house oh they went back and did reshoots to get a lot of that stuff in and that's that was the jarvis house good shit baby yeah good shit little known fact all right continue on moving on spiral Rich saw it. The rest of us didn't. That's right. <laughs> but Spiral is going to be coming exclusively to Stars on October eighth. Now we did talk stars. about how Stars was going to be acquiring, um, you know, that that whole series a bunch and a bunch of other stuff uh, coming up. But, uh, but yeah, 
yeah, if you don't want to go to the movies to see it, you don't want to buy it when it comes out on demand or on digital or anything else, you can wait until August, October 8th and you can see it on Star. You know, nothing, ha- having uh, finally gone back to the movie theater, um, nothing be like it was almost I told surreal. You, um, it, nothing beats the theater going experience. Uh, you know, it's. I, I really missed it when I got there. It just felt great. Um, I felt the I, same I, way. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go see Spiral um, probably next weekend. But uh, seeing I a quiet ask. place, it was it was like a perfect. I gotta ask um, movie to watch on the since it was quiet and it was a place. Yeah. Did you feel comfortable taking your pants off as as you watch the film? That's that's what I would do. Uh, is in the, the in the theater, theater? Did, you, did you undo your pants and gently take them off and just relax and just no, enjoy of the movie? Not. <laughs> I would have. There were a lot of people there, actually. I mean, it wasn't Is it jam-packed. full capacity again? No, it's not full capacity, but um, they have spaces between each party um, who buys tickets. So, like, if you oh, yeah, buy you a single this. ticket, you're going to have two empty seats around you. Yeah, and, it's pretty awesome. You know, um, so it is almost ideal actually um and now now you're getting you know the people who really want to go to the movies mm-hmm. um not like the clowns who are on their phones and like yeah talking through the whole thing and like these these are serious theater goers like you know the theater is my church you know and i miss i miss my the ritual. light does shine down yeah. on you when you go into a theater I like i got the claim. popcorn i got everything like it, it was great i Missed it a lot, and it was... Did you and, go by yourself? And there's certain movies... No, no, I went with a few people, and, like, we... Um, it, it was just a lot of fun, and, you know, there are certain movies that just need to be... Like, Spiral is one Dude. I want to see on the big screen. Godzilla vs. Kong was amazing. Yeah. That God- was the first movie I went to see when it came back, because that was the That's first movie one. available to us. Last one I had seen before this was Tenet, and that movie is 100%... One of your favorites. 100% garbage. I hate that movie. <laughs> I just want... Before we move on, I just want to say that there's a live look into what it sounds like when uh, Mike C. goes to the movie theaters, because he really does take his pants off, and it's this. Wait. Wait. Oh! And boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite, baby. That's pretty much every time I've ever been in a movie theater. Yeah, it's or a live Or in my looking. living room, really. When that I is a live looking. Every morning when I wake up. Yeah. When I wake up. Yeah. You know what I'm going to be. Yeah. Okay, stop it. Yeah, that's... Can we boo this man? <laughs> oh, already? All right. Boo this man! <laughs> Go ahead. Moving man. on now. Uh, we were big fans of the series Slasher. Have you seen all three seasons now, Professor? Yes. Okay, I know Rich uh-huh. and I have. We loved season three. I love Slasher. Uh, I loved season one. Did season not care one. much for two. It I was okay, two, yeah. but yeah, the, but the third season was a phenomenal season. Uh, we know that Netflix apparently lost the rights to it, but Shutter picked it up. Yes. And uh, the new season, which is going to be titled Flesh and... Let me rephrase this. Slasher Flesh and Blood. So that's the official title of it. Uh, it will be premiering on Shudder on August 12th. And here's how this is going to kind of play out. There's going to be a total of eight episodes in the series. Um, the first week, they're actually going to be releasing two episodes. And then every week thereafter, it will be one episode until they conclude it. Yeah. Um, it is being described as Knives Out being done by John Carpenter. So that's kind of interesting. Yes. And um, we're also uh, going to be getting David Cronenberg, or as my computer 
Never mind. We're not going to go into that. We already talked about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was there was an autocorrect on my computer, but it's been fixed. David Cronenberg uh, is going to be playing the patriarch of the Galloway family. Cronenbeard, I guess wasn't it? Cronenbeard, Cronenbeard, yes. <laughs> yes, he was Cronenbeard the pirate. So. But uh, yeah, he's going to be playing the patriarch of the family, is uh, the Galloway family. So it's going to feature this Galloway family. And I guess he's going to be kind of a creepy, menacing character. Cool. I'm in. I'm, I was in before that because I love. Oh, yeah, the yeah. series has been great. I'm 100 on board. A lot of the familiar faces are going to be back. By the oh, way, which cool. is good. Season so. three was phenomenal. So good. Yeah. So good. Uh, and finally, we kind of said we were going to kind of work our way back to it because we've talked about it throughout the rest of this entire show so far. A Quiet Place Part Two uh, opened this weekend and made 58 million dollars here in the United States. Uh, just to kind of put that into perspective, the original opened at 50 million. Uh, here in the states, uh, there's no international numbers that have been announced yet, so um, so it's off to a good start. Well, you know, yeah. it's the perfect timing for it. More theaters are opening up. It's a big, it's a big movie. Let's be honest; everybody was waiting yeah. for this movie, uh, but the, now there's more theaters opened up across the country. A lot of states have now uh, let the theaters open, so it's going. You're going to start to see more numbers like this. Yeah, and this is the first big movie that was released with. Pretty much every state. I think there's only a few states, uh, like literally less than five, that have not reopened theaters. Right. So I'm looking at it like this is a big bucket of win for Hollywood. This is a big bucket of win for the summer blockbuster movie cycle that we're going to see pretty soon because this is going to make those people less scared to put their movies out. So right. I don't think we're going to see a lot of things getting pushed back anymore. Uh, I think we might even th- see some things get rushed forward as we did with Escape Room uh, because I I think that now everybody's like, oh shit, let's get into the theater. Theaters are going to start being open more. Yeah. The summer's coming. And the kids are going to be out of school. Uh, you know, we're going to have uh, more showings, hopefully, because some of those, some of the high school kids will be able to fill out the work roster at the theaters. Yeah. Uh, so, therefore, we can get more showings than just one or two a day, as I mentioned before. So, I think movies with this doing that with less showings, but in more places at 58 million is showing that the box office is going to make a big time comeback by this yeah. summer. I don't think we're going to be at pre COVID numbers. But we're going to be at real good numbers. You're going to see a lot of movies doing 50, 60, even that 100 million mark, I think will get peaked by a yeah. couple of the bigger movies. No, it's uh, it's very exciting uh, because for a while it wasn't looking good and everybody was all gloom and doom about everything. But um, yeah, just go, just the experience of going to the theater was great. Uh, but yeah, uh, they are running these skeleton crews. Basically, there was like one or two people working at the Regal uh, down the street from here. And uh, so, like, we we showed up maybe, like, 15 minutes, 20 minutes before the movie started. And um, just the time it took to get the ticket scanned and um, the popcorn, there was already, like, a line almost to the door uh, behind us. So you basically and came into the movie halfway through you got, it. You, got to, you, got to, like, you have to go early. Yeah. I'm going to let you know that. you got to be there about 30 minutes early. Because they, they the really have no crews they're running yeah they're running a few people the reason there's only a couple show like one showing on most weekdays there's only one showing per movie and on weekends there's like you know like five or six but like they're spread out through the day it's because they're really running on like i've been going to amc a little more over in vestal here yeah and uh you'll have literally a person at the counter you'll have a a one or two people depending upon the time a manager at the the, uh where they get you the food then there's one person that mans the beverage station because that's you have to get go over there to get your beverages and then there's one person at the door to scan your ticket whether it's on your phone or if you got the ticket from the person so you and the manager's usually working one of those stations yeah so there's five people in attendance if that 
Yeah, uh, and yeah. I've been there at times when there was only two or three people. And it's just like, it's just either they are short on staff or they're just not hiring the, people back because the movies haven't started making that much money. I don't know which it is, but I still thought it was a good experience. Oh, yeah, it was great. And the same people who are scanning your ticket and giving you popcorn are probably cleaning the theater, theater after between, you leave yeah. and putting the they're stressed film out, man. On the, yeah, the, they're like that guy, the, that guy looked so stressed. Uh, yeah. The clerk, I was like, I I'm bet. sorry, could I have a popcorn, please? You know, and he was like, <sighs> you know? <laughs> I got one of those. So before we wrap up the segment, you can, just... you can pre-order stuff at AMC, though. Concessions, that's the best part. Really? Oh, On their really? app, you can pre-order. No shit. Before we wrap up the segment, now, did I, I'm assuming because you went to see this one, you liked the first one quite a bit. Yeah, Quiet Place was good. Compared to the first one, without giving anything away, without getting into a full review, what did you think of the sequel? Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it it was a big movie, like it's one you should see on the big screen if you have the opportunity, because um, there's some good scares in there. Um, my only issue, my major issue with it is the ending, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but the movie, it's one of those cases where the movie just kind of stops. Oh, so we're basically talking about the turning. Well, in a way, <laughs> it turned into the turning. It, it just three billboards. Like, it just the movie. Yeah, just, or that. There's. Yeah. I get what they're trying to do, and we'll talk about it when you guys actually see it, but um, it, it just fucking stops. The movie just stops. There's no ending. Yeah, that's no, like, like I said. pre-credit. The worst, the worst one ever. For, uh, I, have you ever seen Three Billboards? No. I did. Okay, so you did. Yeah. Okay, so. I like great, that movie by a way, lot, Great movie. Yeah, very good Great movie. movie. If you had seen it, I would have asked you if it's worse than that ending. Because without oh, okay. spoiling anything, you, at the end of Three Billboards, you get to a part where they, they literally come to a fork in the road. And, then it just and I'm not going to tell the dialogue or anything, but they come to a fork in the road and they basically are kind of like, okay, which way do we go? And then it just ends. Mm-hmm. Cut to credits. But it's an amazing movie. Yeah, it really is. Movie. If you haven't seen Three Billboards, it's amazing. But anyways, uh, with that being said, if you guys want to talk about anything we talked about in the news or give us uh, any suggestions of anything to talk about or review or just to say hi, you can do that on our social medias. Of course, it's uh, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page. It's at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Use that hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show. You can go to 8122productions.com to find out all the information about the show and catch up on all the links that we have here, including friends of the show, local sponsors, and you find out about the Three Fat Nerds and all sorts of other stuff that we're doing here at 8122productions slash 607 podcast. Did I mention 607 podcast, uh, Mike C? Because I think I, I think did. you may have. Because twitch.tv Sounds familiar. Twitch.tv slash 607 podcast is the place to be. We're doing a whole bunch of live streams and uh, more coming up in the near future. As a matter of fact, Mike C is going to make his official 607 podcast on Twitch appearance tonight as, uh, well, when we record this tonight, because we'll be doing AEW double or nothing live reactions and commentary. But uh, in the upcoming weeks, I know we have a movie night planned again yes. for uh, 607 podcast, but we're going to be having a horror zone movie night that we're going to be planning when these ge- fine gentlemen and myself can get together. And uh, Mike C wanted to do a double feature. But we'll see. We'll see how it is. We'll we'll go by ear. But we have a lot going on. So maybe Lamageddon's got to be the one of the movies. Absolutely, Lamageddon. <laughs> uh, we need to we watch like that. By the way, we watch like that. that. And then a serious. We one. watch that apart. We need to watch it together. Yeah, yeah. we do. Uh, so <laughs> Twitch.tv slash six or seven podcast. Make sure you're uh, following over there. 
And last but certainly not least, if you would like to uh, support us monetarily, patreon.com slash 8122productions. There's a whole bunch of bonus content that you get for as little as $1 a month, including two exclusive shows for Patreon. I love movies. And then, of course, the hottest show behind a paywall, Love is Scary. And Dr. Derek is going to be welcoming back Spooky Mike coming in the month of June. It'll be the first time he's been on the show in a while, so it's going to be awesome. Also, I, I want to point out that you get the both Horizon 607 and the Three Fat Nerds podcast early, and now, officially as of this week, they are both uncut, unedited, and uncensored. Uh, before, we were just doing that with the Three Fat Nerds. Now, we are doing that here with Horizon. So, if you want to hear all the jokes that we can tell about the professor's mom in a oh. time and a small time frame, then make sure you're following us on Patreon for as little as a dollar. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Mike, see, it's time for the Horizon 607 trivia question. By the way, how is your mom doing? Lovely lady. Yeah, she's lovely she, lady. She's just a pleasant lady just a very nice um, lady she's doing well she raised a real real good boy yeah she definitely taught you I'm, how to pivot i'm a i'm a really good boy okay with that being said it is time for the horizon 607 trivia question and in keeping with the theme this month i've been asking questions about the movies that we're reviewing on each show and of course we mentioned at the top of the show this week we are reviewing mike flanagan's dr sleep so this week's question relates to that movie and here we go. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Jack Nicholson famously played Jack Torrance in the 1980 classic The Shining. Jack Torrance also made an appearance in Dr. Sleep. Who played him in Dr. Sleep? One more time. Jack Nicholson famously played Jack Torrance in the 1980 classic The Shining. Jack Torrance also made an appearance in Dr. Sleep. Who played him in Dr. Sleep? The answer coming up right after the break. Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to Horror Zone 607. That, of course, is one of the theme songs, or the theme song, from the wonderful movie Doctor Sleep, which we are going to be talking about in great detail here in just a few moments. But before we get to that, it is time. <laughs> That's right. It is time to, get <laughs> answer. to answer questions. Yeah, to answer questions. <laughs> wow. To answer wait, this week's Horror Zone wait, 607 you, trivia question. Oh, okay. I think I think he's just the tiredness has gotten to him. It's, I'm a so, little giddy. I'm a little tired. So I know this I'm is just a, stop and stare at you. This is a, this is a peek behind the curtain. But I just kind of said it before. When we're recording this afterwards, we are record. We'll be live streaming because it's Sunday night. It's the day before Memorial Day. We will be live streaming AEW's Double or Nothing. I 
have to take a pause in between because the W and double kind of fucking tongue tie yeah. me. But anyways, <laughs> we uh, so anyways we are going to be live streaming that is starting at seven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is about five fifty five p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hopefully, we'll have time to get some food before I set up, and that's the whole point. But Mike C is this tired already? That live stream is going to be fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm going to be curled up in the corner if, before it even starts. When you he's, guys hear he's this, already hallucinating. If you yeah, got, when you guys hear this. I suggest going to twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. The replay will still be up because <laughs> I'm assuming this is going to be epic. But anyways, continue on because yeah, yeah. we need to give trivia. It, is, it time. is time for the answer to this week's Horizon 607 <laughs> trivia question. The question, of course, was Jack Nicholson famously played Jack Torrance in the 1980 classic The Shining. Jack Torrance also made an appearance in Dr. Sleep. Who played him in Dr. Sleep? I know this answer, too. A nearly unrecognizable Henry Thomas. That's right. That's actually incorrect. The correct answer was, of course, Haley Mills. <laughs> oh. But yes, Henry Thomas, of course, also, also famous for playing Elliot in E.T. Oh, yes. That's correct. Phone home. And uh, now a Flanagan regular. Um, yeah. Yes. In both the Hill House and uh, Bly, Bly Manor and... Um, of course, Gerald's uh, game. Gerald's was game. I got, I got nothing else. But I think he's a great actor. He is, I, he's. I thought he did amazing as. We're gonna get into that in a minute, but I, I think he did amazing as Jack Torrance. I, I didn't really oh, think really I didn't know it was him when I first saw it. The best part is if you, if, I was watching the Dead Meat Kill Count on it. Just shout out to the Dead Meat channel on YouTube. And uh, because I was trying to get a refresh, I watched the whole movie, but I was just trying to get a, like a different take on it. And I found out there that he shaved his head completely bald so they could put that hair apparatus on him. Really? So he would look like he had a bigger forehead like Jack Nicholson. Yeah, it looked like it looked like they did something to either he would have shaved or done something like uh, Johnny Depp did when right? he played Hunter S. Thompson in Fear and Loathing. Yeah. Well, with that being said, obviously, we already started talking about it because this week's um, the end of Mike Flanagan May. And when you end it, you got to end with the main event. So this this one, we ended with Dr. Sleep. Of course, Dr. Sleep was released at the Regency Village Theater on October 21st, 2019, but then got a wide release November 8th, 2019. It's got a runtime of 152 minutes. Uh, it was written, well, it was based on Dr. Sleep by Stephen King. Also not credited on, on this. It was also based on The Shining movie by uh, one, uh, the greatest, uh, one of the greatest Directors of all time, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, the greatest director of all time. Of course, the screenplay and directed, so written and directed by Mike Flanagan. Uh, of course, starring Ewan McGregor, Rebecca Ferguson, Kaylee Curran, Carl Lumby, Zane McLaren, Emily Allen Lind, Bruce Greenwood, Jocelyn Donahue, Cliff Curtis, so many more. Of course, as we know, we mentioned Cliff Henry Curtis Thomas is, awesome. is in the movie as well. Uh, budget of this movie, 30 to $55 million. It did not have an exact. The box office, 72.3 million. These are all domestic numbers alone. Yeah, and it kind of didn't... That, that's one of the things that they keep talking about because they've talked about doing like another prequel or another sequel possibly to this, but they, they talk about how it really did underperform at the box office. They expected this to be a $200 million to $300 million showing. Um, so this was very disappointing at the box office that that's all it made, and that, that's unfortunate because the movie is a masterpiece. Absolutely. So kicking <laughs> off the movie, let's be honest. Uh, so I'm going to say this. I thought this is very intriguing. This movie starts off, and it is it's it's like the book, but it's also kind of it. The nice part about it is you don't. If nobody told you this was a shining. Uh, sequel. If nobody told you, uh, with the exception of the movie, like how it opens, if you missed that opening portion and you didn't see anything until about the two hour, about the hour and 50 mark in this movie, you would not know that this is a, is a shining 
companion movie other than when they talk about the shining and right. stuff like that but no. like the movie itself could stand on its own without it i'm not saying obviously this was written to be the sequel to the shining Correct. both the both the book and that's of course yeah. the movie by kubrick somehow mike flanagan brought all parties together because we know how much infamously stephen king hates Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Right. Did hate. Did he hate. Did hate. He did. He's, now he's he's coming he, around. He warmed he up a little says he's, bit. He acknowledges what it is um, as like a completely different version. He acknowledges that people like it. That people yeah. love it. Before well, he couldn't his, even understand why people like it. It's not his preferred version. Right. It's uh, obviously he he likes his uh, original story better, um, but. Kubrick was doing something completely different. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. the, the point of the matter is, is that Mike Flanagan somehow bridges those worlds. He does. And gives something to the film fans and the book fans. And including, he actually, I think he did some of the healing for uh, Stephen King because, behold, behold, in the third act, he ends the movie much like the book, The Shining, ends. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so, I mean, a little different he way. Gave so him he gave him the wanted. ending he wanted. Yeah. So he righted the wrong, if you will. And I think that that is, that is what's made Stephen King a little more nice about the Kubrick film. And Although Stephen King absolutely loved this movie. Oh yeah, he he thought this movie was amazing. Yeah. And uh, you wouldn't you get say? you wouldn't get him signing off on it either too if uh if he still hated the Correct. Kubrick. Well, the the thing is Mike Flanagan did do some sell job on it. Yeah. And Mike Flanagan like, made hey, it work. Hey, you know, that that you talk about you know, one Flanagan of the greatest made it work and if you time. if you look at some of the extras for this movie and stuff and you see Mike Flanagan on the recreated set of The Overlook, mm -hmm. yeah. you see him in his like he's like looking like a little child. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. I'm living a dream at the same time I'm directing this movie. But going back to this movie, this movie's fantastic. Fantastic! Like yeah. I, I can't even. I'm, I'm going to bury the lead on it. Obviously, you guys are going to know. I'm going to give this a higher score because it's a fantastic movie. It's got great atmosphere. It's got a great movie. the The thing that I will say is that for that first hour and fifty of this movie, it very it doesn't feel as much like a horror movie. It feels more like I would akin it to like a uh, not like a, I can't say a comic book movie because it's a little too. It's not as much action paced, but there it's there's something to it. It's like an action drama where there's a thriller element to it. And then once you start getting into like the hardcore hunting, so it's all about an hour and a half in. The true not, that like becomes. They, yeah. I mean, there's 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 some scenes in it, obviously. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess, because we're at the baseball boy and and the young girl where yeah. they they flash back to that at some point, uh, fuckers. <laughs> but outside of that, like it's it, you you don't remember necessarily that this is a full on horror movie. But then third act hits, and it's just like. Holy shit! This is a horror film. You yeah. go from you go from like I said that the moment where there's the shootout through the end of this film, and then it becomes a straight on like real hardcore horror flick. Not taking anything away from the movie, I think it's great how they set it up. They yeah. didn't oversaturate you with you know a, a lot of just okay. We're just going to pay homage to the the classic movie and just keep doing this and that. You don't even go to the overlook like for with the new age characters until the end of the movie. Yeah. So that's the best part about it is they really kind of give you this new story. They kind of give you what's happened to Danny since he's left. They give you what's happened to everybody else. You get these new characters that you actually learn about and care about. Exactly. I was just going to say they really build up the characters in this movie very well. There's not a lot of character build in a lot of movies nowadays, horror movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this one, they did a phenomenal job. They did an amazing job. Even each, like uh, the members of the True Knot, too, like you can actually feel a little bit. They're Most awful. Of, there, there's several that are kind of just in the background. They're they don't awful really even people, know they but are, like but. Crow Dad and Rose, you know, the hat. Um, Crow Daddy's awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that character is, is amazing. Um, and But here's one of the things I want to say about that. They're obviously villains. We know that they're villains going in. 
But there are scenes in that movie where there's a very tender connection between those characters. It's a yeah. love story between them, and it's you, centuries long. They're just trying to do things that they can to survive. But and I want to point out. Back. I want to point out that it's not necessarily like. I don't look at them as the way of their villains as their villains. They're they're, they, they're it's trying almost to survive. Like a, it's like survival. Like because when you're yeah. around them and you're and you spend a lot of time with the true knot, they almost take away. Like Mike Flanagan does a great job of taking away and making them very humanized, if you will. Yeah. These are immortals who have to live off of the energy. They're they're they're, they're energy vampires, yeah. pretty much, with for lack so, of a better yeah. term. And so when you but when you go around them and the scenes with them, you're like, oh man. I, I understand it's kind of like a curse and they're just doing what they're doing. It's kind of like interview with a vampire a little bit and those scenes of interview with the vampire where you really fall in love, you know, especially with Brad Pitt's character, you know, like shit or like, like that. Kirsten Dunst. You yeah, feel bad yeah, for yeah, her, yeah. You know, but like because that young woman they take in. Yes. You know, they promise her immortality pretty much. And then she's yeah, you, you know, know she's I mean? in it. She's stuck, you know, you're stuck with it. But I'm talking about snake bite Andy. Yes. Yeah. But I want to point this out. I thought, but then he does the best thing that you can do as a director. He then reminds you why they're evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's yes. why I like, right how it's, I like how it's spread out because you're like, ah, these motherfuckers are evil. Oh. But there like are you some start sad to feel scenes bad. like when Gramps. No, when Gramps dies, that's, that's a, it's a, you're, you're feel, you feel bad for all of them. And then you and then you get brought back to reality as they try to suck his ens- like his essence up because they're yeah. all starving. But you also then you also feel bad because you're like, man, he died of starvation. They're all dying of starvation. They're just doing what they need to do. So so yeah, maybe we should like just briefly give the plot. Like so, it, it's not too much like plot wise going on. It's a, it is a lot of atmosphere. But this movie um, basically picks up decades after the original events of The Shining, and uh, we have Danny as uh, you know he's figured out how to lock things up a bit to protect himself um, from these ghosts that continuously well, haunt he's, him. He's, he's, taught, the, he's yeah. taught by the ghost of Dick Hollering yeah. how to yeah. lock things up, which is amazing. And uh, so amazing. like, he's he's learned how to cope, and he's been through his own struggles, uh, alcoholism, all that kind of stuff. Almost like a kind of Stephen... It, it's almost therapeutic for Stephen well, that's King what, writing well, this stuff. Well, that's what happened with The Shining, if yeah. you remember. He wrote, uh, Stephen King wrote The Shining when he was in alcohol when he was an alcoholic yeah. yeah and that was what it was it was an allegory for his alcoholism yeah so it's kind of interesting to see fast forward it's the same thing he's he, he went back into that for dr sleep which was then adapted to the film so we see him we see him uh basically as an adult he's working as a caretaker who kind of like helps people who are terminal or like they're dying and he like helps them move on right and um, don't forget he's a recovering alcoholic and, himself yeah and he's in aa and cliff curtis plays his uh sponsor who's uh, and he's awesome Dude, I love, he's the, always he's the purest character in this movie uh, too. cliff curtis is like one of my favorite actors anytime i see him in anything um just like clifton collins jr or whatever uh he's he's another great actor i like seeing pop up everywhere but anyways uh cliff curtis is in this um and so there's a there are obviously people who have the shining so this builds the world a little bit more and then there's this group called the true knot which are these energy vampires who suck off the steam from these like um the, they, shy, the people who have they, the shining. they feed off of the um feed off of their energy you know and um so they can sense you know people who have the shining and they go around and collect you know usually when they're children because they get more out of them yeah and uh one of yeah, it gets polluted is so, is rose the hat so says. like when that's they get older, basically that's basically the plot um a young girl abra is it um abra 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 um she uh she's got the shining stronger than like danny can ever have imagined he can feel her presence the true not can feel her presence they have conversations and then, and then basically <laughs> you know it's it's like the true not wants it, things go wrong 
the true knot becomes aware of this and they go after they her. They go after Abra because da- she's their whale. Danny, yeah, she's the Moby Dick in this. And they can feed off of her for generations. Yep. Right. And uh, so Danny and Abra uh, figure out a plan. In the book, um, they go back to the site where, where the Overlook burned down because the book uh, ah. the book ended differently. But the movie. In the movie, um, he brings it back to. Uh, Kubrick movie com- continuity, um, and we go back to the Overlook, which is amazing. And yeah, and it really like it, it. Really is a faithful adaptation of the book, but it also just masterfully connects uh, Kubrick's movie as well. And the two two versions work together. Like it's it's well, it's a gen- This movie is genius. It's like. It's like Denis Villeneuve doing uh, Blade Runner 2049, 20, 30 years well, after we have the to, movie. We have to go back to say that uh, basically their original plan fails. Yeah. That's why they have to make a plan on the fly. Oh, the shootout? Yeah, so oh, the yeah, shootout geez. happens, which is sad because that is where our good friend Cliff Curtis gets... Uh, yeah. Where, where, well, he offs himself because of the suggestions of Snake by Andy, which yeah. is fucking a powerful scene. But I will say this. I like when they when they go to the new plan... And he's just like, he's talking to her, you know, because they talk to each other telepathically. And he's like, there's one place that that, that is horrible. So when it's it, got to be the same for them. Let's it, drag her here. Yeah. So when, that's when they go to the Overlook. And what a, what a, like, just the anticipation that like, oh, we're going back there. Uh, once, once you know what their plan is, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Let's bring out all these forces against this woman, let's give her what she wants. And you think that things aren't going their way. That's all I like. You think that they're not going their way, but then you realize they are. Yeah. Because as Rose the Hat discovers that, oh, wait a minute. This 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 guy has, he's, how do we not detect you? Yeah. And she goes in and she's trying to, she starts to feed off him because he has the wound in his leg. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she realizes, wait a minute, there's something off about this. And, he, and she's seeing into his mind and he goes, oh yeah, by the way, you don't I'll, know where you you're have, standing. Yeah, you can yeah. have you can have all of it. Yeah, and he fucking opens up all those lock boxes, yeah. and all of a sudden, the Overlook just takes her over. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's amazing. It's a powerful <clears throat> scene. It's it reminds me a lot of the Crow, like the Crow ending. Like here's all my pain all at once, you know. But that's Bam. not the end of the movie. No, no, because no. then he gets possessed. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> and we end up with a really good homage to the original movie with a chase scene and everything else but then yep. it ends like the book if you've never read uh the, the shining, shining the, the actual shining yeah. the book it ends where he the boiler room. He, 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 he 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 dies and burns down with the damn building let's just yeah. throw it out there but then we get a happy ending with abra and him as, as, as his force ghost reappears that's yeah. how i like to look at it. it's a, yeah, force, it's a ghost. force ghost but i i thought the movie was like i said when you watch the movie I'm sure most of you have seen it. If you haven't, go back and watch. What the fuck are you waiting for after a couple yeah. years of it? This movie's amazing. I, got, I don't know if I, you got anything you want to add, Mike C? Uh, so I want to talk about several things here. So first of all, the casting was was fantastic. Ewan McGregor, how good was he? Yeah. You know, let, let's just start with that. And the girl that played Abra, you know, if, if she decides that she's going to continue on as an actress, she's got a career at Is her. she? Did she end up being in uh, the Lost in Space series, or am I thinking of a different let me person? Let me look that up for you. Her um, name is Kylie Coran. I, I know that. It. Okay. Doesn't I feel say like, anything on the Wikipedia. Um, she's been in... Uh, she was in Lion King. Okay. I can, I, I can, I will, I did, Dr. Sleep. She did do the Lion King. Okay, I'm thinking of somebody else that's yeah. in Lost in Space. But anyways, yeah, uh, good child actress. Um Kid actors are always tough, and uh, she does. A she good nailed job. it. And um, even the girl that played the younger version of her was really, you yes. know, she was adorable. But 
and you know and uh so yeah ewan mcgregor um he he is a really he he you you feel bad for danny he's 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 got a very sensitive role here and uh just uh seeing him kind of uh figure out how to to harness his abilities is but he fights against it yeah. for so long because he's fought for so many years to yeah. contain it yeah which is why rose the hat and the true not he's got found it. him he's like forced to embrace it and use <clears throat> right. it against yeah but that's I, cool rebecca ferguson is rose the hat one wow. of the greatest villains as far awesome. as i'm concerned in history She's of horror amazing um the the recasting that he, that Flanagan did with this was really good too because he does go back and show scenes that happened in Kubrick's The Shining but recast and it's it looks identical like you get there's somebody new playing little Danny Torrance yeah I mean they but match. He looks like him yeah Wendy was great um, the guy that that played um, Crow Daddy no I wasn't uh, going there no, yet but Dick the guy Halloran. played Dick Halloran Carl, looked a lot oh, yeah, like yeah, him. Yeah. Carl um, he was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so the the casting was really, really good with that. And, and the the set pieces. Now, the sets and everything were great before you get to the Overlook. But how great is it once it gets to the Overlook? Those set pieces are identical. Yeah. Identical. I mean, he, the way that Kubrick did it. It, it was just a few years back that I really researched that and found that all of that was a set because yeah. normally you don't see ceilings in movies because they've got, it's, yeah. you know. No, he built. Yeah, I mean, they've got to have lighting built, up there and, like, and uh, microphones and whatnot. The way bar. he did it, it looked like it was really filmed in a hotel, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. And a lot of people may not know that. Um, there were very, very extravagant sets that Kubrick built. Well, Mike Flanagan went back and it's like he had the original blueprints. You know, he's going through the hotel and everything looks just like it did in the movie. There's a lot like the door that that Jack uh, smashes open with the axe. that's still yeah. there. The gold room, the gold ballroom. Oh, yeah. My God. It's, and in again, the director's cut, the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. The, the director's cut, we, by we the way. We need to mention the that, director's cut. Yeah. That's one thing I want to mention is for those of you that are interested in seeing this, watch the theatrical cut and then go back afterwards and watch the director's cut the director the, the theatrical cut i believe is about 2 hours and 40 minutes the it's director's cut is 3 of, hours yeah oh yeah 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 there's an extra half the director's, hour the director's maybe it's cut two and a half hour, in the theatrical cut but yeah, yeah the director's cut is 3 hours no matter which one you see this movie is so good and it sucks you in and it's told so well that it does not feel like it no, and the but, shining yeah. is very similar it's about a two and a half hour movie and i can watch it every time it's on and i yeah. never get bored of it um, when I originally saw this with you, Professor, um, I kind of walked out of it and everybody was saying, this is a masterpiece. This is the greatest film that has ever been made. It is the greatest horror movie that's ever been made. It's the greatest anything that's ever been made. And I was kind of like, well, you know what? It's not as good as The Shining. And I still you know, no, feel that not, way. Yeah, no. But here's one of the big differences that I've got with this. Um, this is something I've wanted to really kind of dissect The Shining for a long time on the show and we haven't done it. Um, the Shining is not just one of my favorite horror movies ever. It's one of my favorite movies that I've ever seen. Again, every time it comes on, I don't care where I am or what I'm doing or what I need to do. I watch that movie because I think it is such a masterpiece. But there's a lot of plot holes in that. Like, you don't know who Tony is. I always wanted to know, what's this deal with Tony? You don't know what's going on with Jack. What really is causing Jack to kind of slip into it? You know, it's, there, there's there's certain things in that movie that don't make sense, and you don't find out about it, and I consider that plot holes in a way. Mm-hmm. And this movie doesn't have those. The one thing with this movie that I wish that you did find out was more about Tony. And he just kind of, he tries to summon him towards the end when he's trying to, you know, take on Rose. 
Um, and Tony doesn't respond, which kind of makes you think that Tony's either dead or suppressed it, or maybe they got him. Um, but you don't ever find out who Tony is, and that's always, always ate at me. I wanted to know more about what that was. Well, Tony, and in, in the books they explain it. Um, the see, I've Tony, never read the Tony book. is like essentially almost like a version of Danny. Um, he he's like Danny's shining force personified in a way um like his older like in, self shining the, to his younger self maybe yeah like his older self and and isn't it in the uh yeah it's something like that it's it, a real supernatural setting yeah <laughs> um it i think in the shining uh tv movie version that was released the stephen king uh was very heavily behind in the 90s with Rebecca De Mornay. Which was an unwatchable series. I just want to point uh, yeah, out. I couldn't was, finish uh, that. That was not good. I got through part um, one of it and didn't watch the rest. But it played with the idea um, what Danny in that version was seeing as Tony um, was an older version of himself. Okay. And um, if we're going with like what Stephen King is right you know as the author that's that's kind of what you get with the books so like but in in this one in this movie he basically is talking to this tony and well yeah it kind of makes you think is this somebody else you know that's what i got from it is that it was somebody else it's no longer well it is it's it is and it isn't you know it's um it's almost like a future danny projected backwards Hmm. i I don't know i didn't take that from it but (laughs) because i never read the book so i wouldn't get that connection but um either way it uh it's it's um it it's really I, I don't think like the 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 book explains almost everything the movie the Kubrick movie doesn't explain anything right and that's um, which and that's where it, which there's is, plot holes in it well i don't as i wouldn't far as say I'm there concerned. plot holes i think he's like that was intentional to kind of keep people like what the hell's you know okay. this, this is unsettling i don't understand and like i said you I mean, have it, to kind of fill in the blanks do not on, get me wrong yeah. here the, like i said the, the shining is one of my all-time yeah. favorite movies not just horror movies movies in general it's a it's a masterpiece of masterpieces it's yeah. a nine to a 9.5 out of 10 you know let's just jump ahead here but in case we ever do it there's intentional but, uh inconsistencies and there's a great documentary about the making yeah i tried room, to get through that room 237 and like even the design of the hotel itself doesn't make sense right and uh on purpose Things, on purpose. things move like there's a chair behind uh, Jack Jack Torrance at one point, and one shot it's there, one shot it's not there. So like, and Kub- that wasn't a mistake. Kubrick, it was intentional. Kubrick specifically, he's a perfect like he everything that's on screen is intentional. So like the fact that the hotel is maybe moving, um, that it's not like. It's you a, want it's to treat a living, it like a living entity. Yeah, that's um, the that's, really bottom line of it. Like when when he first goes into uh, the office to get the job, Jack Torrance in The Shining, um, he goes into the hotel and into that office, and there's a window behind the guy. Right, which there's no way. There's no way it could be there. Right, right shining light. Into and that the room. actually reminds me, you know, not to cut you off here, but that was one of the things that Flanagan did in this movie. Yeah. Like there was a lot of homages to that. Oh like, yeah. Like um, after he Danny meets yeah. uh, Bruce Greenwood who's a doctor in this, he goes to him and ends up getting a job working at this hospice place. And it's the exact same office. Everything is set up exactly yep. the same. It's identical to it. Yeah. It's not in the overlook this time, but it's an identical thing. So there's a lot of those kind of like yeah. quote unquote Easter eggs that are in this movie. And, um, you know, it's just, just masterfully done. Yeah. And, and like I said, last week after last week, after Oculus, I said, it's what an amazing. embarrassment that yeah. was. And it's lucky that Flanagan got another job after that mess. Yeah. This proves his act or his uh, directing chops, excuse me, yeah. because this movie 
you know, I don't know that he could ever top this. It, it shouldn't have worked. It, like it, it oh, it barely works as a book. Uh, Stephen King. I, Doctor I Sleep. Love, yeah, I love Stephen King. The book is good. It barely works as a book. The movie is better than the book. It's not better than Kubrick's version of the story. I still think Kubrick took the story into places that uh, King would never be able to go and it, he made it more scary than like yeah. uh, than the book could ever be um and, and i remember you saying that when we left the movie and and uh you know this this perfectly blends both worlds and uh you know it's it's a it's a masterwork definitely for a director well i uh before we go ahead and give what our scores are let's take a look around the internet see what they gave it uh imdb gives it a 7.3 out of 10 metacritic which is just critic scores give it 59 percent no, they're uh, wrong. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes combined score is 78%. And Google users, 87% like this oh, movie. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, uh, some mixed reviews for whatever reason. I don't know why, because I thought this movie was a classic. I thought it was a masterpiece. But once again, I am a huge fan of The Shining. And when you put it in that world and the companion piece to that, it is very good. It does stand on its own. And you're going back and rewatching the first, like I said, pretty much the first two hours of the film, especially if you're watching the director's cut, have nothing to do other than the brief opening, have really not much to do other like and then the mentions of Shining. But you could you could have changed the word and made it a new movie. Yeah. But uh, at the end, they bring it back home. They bring it back to what it is. So I'll go with my score first. I'll tell you what. I thought that this was it was not as good. I'm with Mike. I give the Shining it's one of my classic the classic movies that I think is one of the closest to perfect. It gets one of the highest scores I give out. That's a nine and a half. That that's the what the original Shining here. gives. But this movie, not as good, but Guess what? It's not far off either. I gave this an eight and a half. Uh, the only reason I think I gave it a little more is there is a couple slow spots in the middle to kind of bog the movie down a little bit uh, beyond the character development. There is a couple like, oh, we did we really need that scene? Uh, and then there was a couple, then they follow them really well with nice scenes that you do re- really like. So there is a couple little things that I would have changed about it. But overall, I thought it was a great movie. Eight and a half is a fucking amazing score. But I just don't, I can't put it with the, with the Shining because the Shining is just amazing. Right. Yeah. The Shining is a damn near perfect movie. Once yeah. again, without the, with the exception of the mistakes that are put in on purpose for a reason. Yeah, uh, Professor. Uh, geez, I mean, I I think I've said it pretty much all. Uh, like the director's cut is definitely my preferred version of this. Um, it makes it scarier. It it uh, expands on moments. It, it really it's not vastly different. It just expands on some of the moments and creates more suspense, like like in the opening scene. They're almost like extended and, scenes. Yeah, yeah, and and um, there's a few additional things with Abra discovering her powers and stuff like that, and her father defending her, which was really cool to see. And um, you know, there there's just so much to like about this. Um, the what Flanagan did, um, melding not only being able to effectively mimic uh, Kubrick's filmmaking style, visual style, but also incorporating um, the story elements from the Kubrick shining and then blending that into an effective sequel and retelling of King's shining. Um, Just, I mean, that's insane. And I would give this nine out of 10 um, a for sure. 
Okay, Mike C. So one thing I just want to say, Rich, uh, where I disagree with you here, um, you know, there you said that there were some slow parts in the middle, like what you need. I I was just engrossed in this movie right from the start. Yeah. It, this movie sucked me in. It, and again, maybe not so much the first time. I really liked it the first time that we went to see it in the theater. But every time I've seen it since, you know, I've watched this movie probably twenty five times at this point, maybe I've more. A few times. Uh, I've only seen the director's cut of it once, just because that's not it's what they're showing yeah, on TV, it's... and that's what I see on TV. But. Um, but I, I, to me, everything in that movie worked, and it was magic. You know, it, everything was just—it was done very, very deliberately. And I, I didn't have any qualms with any of that stuff. One other thing I wanted to point out here—I don't know if you call it a, an Easter egg or not—when they're at the baseball game with with the baseball boy there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I looked at you in the theater, and I said this because you didn't know this. Um, the the kid from the original Shining movie, Danny Lloyd, who played Danny Torrance. Uh, was actually the guy, the fan in the stands that oh, was like, cool. "Oh yeah, you got to see this kid. This kid never misses. It's like he knows what the pitcher's thinking." That's that's Danny Lloyd. So they even got him back. He hasn't acted since, and he's he's a yeah. teacher now and doesn't even want to talk about his days as an actor. Yeah, uh, and he's kind of warmed up to that a little bit. And he that was him in that movie. So I thought well, that was kind of a, a really cool we, moment. We didn't mention the baseball. We we as a horror podcast need to mention. One of the most disturbing scenes oh, yeah. in a movie oh, of recent, yeah. in the last like twenty years, the baseball boy death scene. Um, what, what's J- Trembly? Jason Trembly, the little boy, Jacob Blazing, Trembly. Jacob Trembly. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen the movie Good Boys, <laughs> check yeah. that out. He's awesome in that. Well, he's an up and coming young actor, yeah, and he's good. But th- holy shit, yeah, it, like, you would think is, that he's getting killed. This is this is one of the most. Dis- like my parents watched this and they stopped after that scene. Yeah, well, I was gonna say the actors uh, had they, a tough time. Play, they, they had yeah. a tough time. They had to break the actors in the true knot. They yeah. not not the little kid. The, the actors in during that they, they had about, to, they yeah. had to stop they had to stop shooting at different times. It took them longer to shoot that scene because they were overcome by what they were doing. Yeah, so that's, that's he was, pretty interesting. He was doing such a good job. They felt so bad, and like the kid was just having a really fun time with it. You um, wouldn't know it, but you wouldn't let's know just, it. Let's yeah. just reenact this for one second here. Are you gonna hurt me? Oh man! Oh yes! Oh my god! And that's where you know what an evil, evil, and in the direction Rose the Hat is. Yeah, exactly. Like you may kind of understand where these people are coming from, but it's at that moment where it's like, okay, yeah, we need to get rid of the like these guys are not good. We yeah, not and and good. and you know no, what absolutely. else? When they, when when Danny goes back and and goes to that scene later in the movie equally as disturbing oh yeah, yeah. equally as disturbing yeah. anyways back to the score for this uh, so I, I just want to point out that i wrote a review for this movie it's one i think it was the last review that i actually did i've kind of just hadn't had the inspiration to to write uh in a while i've done a lot of reviews but that was the last review i did and uh, it's up on uh, 8122productions.com uh, under the horizon 607 section and i gave this movie a seven out of ten quote unquote very good uh, I am changing my score with this. That was only that was after I saw it. That was the same day that I watched the movie while it was fresh in my mind. Um, at this point in time, the original Shining, someday we may get to it. With Rich, it's a 9.5 out of 10. The original is. Uh, this movie, to me, is a 9 out of 10. I, I don't do like 9.1, 9.2. Yeah. I'd probably go even higher if I didn't do that. The but I just basically like do 9.9 9 for me. Yeah, see, I don't do like those. I either do 0. .0 or 0. .5. Oh, yeah. um, but this 9. You know, nine out of ten for yeah. me, uh, because this movie is a classic. It was an instant classic. It's a masterpiece, uh, and this should go down 30, 40 years from now as much of a classic as The Shining is. Yeah. They are very darn close to it because it is that 
good. Kudos, Mike Flanagan. You made up for the mistakes that you made in a movie called Oculus because Oof. this movie was just absolutely phenomenal and I cannot say enough good things about it. One of the great movies. I talk about it all the time on the show. I don't personally think that there's a lot of good horror movies after 1984. This one went right to the top. Yeah. This is one of the top 30 greatest horror movies ever made. Yeah. I would, I would put it up there. All right. Well, if you guys at home have a score that you would like to share with us, tell us we're right, tell us we're wrong, who you agree with, who you don't, go ahead and do that uh, on our social medias. Of course, Horizon 607 on Facebook. Like and share the page at Horizon 607 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, hashtag HZ607. Of course, go to 8122productions.com and find out all the information, including Mike C's original, original uh, thoughts on this movie. Of course, uh, there you can get the twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. There's a link to that and all. Also, patreon.com slash 8122productions, so you can support us monetarily if you choose to. The link for that is also at 8122productions.com. Of course, all of these uh, links are in the in the show notes uh, for this podcast, so you can uh, just click on there. It makes it super easy for you. With that being said, Mike C., that's all I got for the people, so it's time for you to take them home. All right. Sounds good, Rich. Thank you. Uh, so we want to thank you, listeners, for each and every week tuning in. We love you. We are so glad you enjoy the show and that you tune in and listen to us each and every week. Uh, a little bit of a production note here. Uh, the next couple of weeks, uh, you know, I, each and every week, we really get a lot of letters and emails and just loving things saying, boy, is the professor going to be there this week? We love the professor. <laughs> we love that guy. Well, sad news. The professor will not be with us next two weeks. for the next two weeks. Um, so that's kind of shifted our plans a little bit. Uh, I said last week that we were going to be continuing on with movie reviews by one specific director throughout the uh, immediate future. And uh, by vote on Twitter, um, George A. Romero, it was going to be George Romero June. We could do half June, half July. Well, no, that's not going to happen. It's going to become George Romero July okay. at this point because we're not going to be doing movie directors for the next month because you're not going to be here and ah. because it's time for my my opus, my masterpiece, my top 30 and I'm still not going to tell you guys what it is. You're going to have to tune in and listen. But I put a lot of thought into this. I am so, so, so excited to do this. Um, we're basically going to break it up like I did a, a previous list where I did a top 30. We're going to do 10 movies per week. So starting next week, it's going to be movie. It's going to be uh, movies. A or surprise. Whatever you want to say. Whatever the surprise is, it's going to be numbers 30 through 21. Uh, two weeks from now, of course, it'll be 20 through 11. And then we'll be doing the top 10 in a couple of weeks, you know, a week after that. Um, so... This is not something you're going to miss. I could not be more excited. I am more excited to do this than any other top whatever list, top 10, top 20, top 30, top 100, anything I've ever done before. Again, this this took a lot of thought. It took a lot of time to put this together. This took this was years, and I'm still not complete with it. There's still something I need to fix with it uh, before we get going. Uh, so you're not going to want to miss that. So George Romero July instead of George Romero June. The professor should be back until he's gone a week after he comes back again <laughs> because you can't make it more than a week. But um, well, damn, the kid will be coming out soon. Yes, so. yeah, you're going to be touring. Uh, I, I heard you're going to be playing uh, Seven Nights in Vegas, and yep. then uh, uh, of course after that you're going to be in Los Angeles. Uh, so yeah, yep. it, it's going to be great. We're we're not going to miss you whatsoever, <laughs> but uh, we're going to kick off this list. And I hope that you actually, Professor, will will listen to these shows because uh, I had you in mind for a lot of these things. And you're really going to enjoy it. I will tune in. Uh, so uh, so that's it for the show for this week. Uh, again, check us out next week. Do not miss the show. We're going to kick off that list. Uh, so until then, for the Professor, for the Professor's mom, for Rich, I'm Mike C. Saying. I love you, Mrs. Professor, and see ya.